start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. SafetyFM.com with Jay Allen. Changing safety cultures one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Welcome to Safety FM, where we talk about safety that's truly inspired by you. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. This episode of the broadcast and the podcast has been brought to you by Safety Focus Moment. They are consultants that want to help you get to the safety culture that you've been looking for. For more information, go to safetyfocusmoment.com. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. This is Jay Allen. Welcome to Safety FM episode 33. Today is the episode where I answer your questions. So I'm going to call this one, You Want to Know here on Safety FM. Safety FM. Changing safety cultures. One one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Well, I have to tell you, it's been a pretty interesting week. Don't even know where to start. Was able to have the opportunity to go to a workshop about human organizational performance in Atlanta. Had some great instructors Mark Yeston, Bob Edwards, and Dr. Todd Conklin. It was a three-day affair, great information they were discussed, really encouraged, really enjoyed getting to meet some new people that I did not know um, that were attending the workshop. It was just great information that was given during that time. If you get the opportunity of being able to be part of one of those workshops, make sure that you do get involved. Um, It is some great information that is disseminated at those workshops right there. So on this episode, I said, send in some questions. This way I could answer them for you right here on the air. And questions did come about and some good questions um, did come in. So let's start off with the first one. And this one's coming from Terry B from Clearwater, Florida. What caused you to want to get involved in safety? Well, it's one of those weird things that I can't really say that I wanted to get involved in safety. It's kind of like most people that I've had the conversation with, um, especially when I was talking to Jill James, which was kind of interesting, um, that she referenced that most people do not get into safety by just wanting to get into safety. Most of them actually fall into safety by accident. And that's for sure what exactly occurred with me. I was actually working for an organization and I was considered what they called a field director at the time. And there was a pretty big incident that occurred um, inside of that particular organization. And there was a vehicle accident that occurred. 
and I was very intrigued and interested on how everything occurred to get to the standpoint that we got to in that particular instance. And I know that's kind of a vague answer, but at that particular point, I realized that I was mostly interested in outcome of people getting home and not being injured opposed to just dealing with the day in day out operations and that really was a big part of the driving force of me wanting to be involved with safety it wasn't one of those things where i flipped over from one day to another saying hey this is what i'm going to do it started off like very slowly um in the regards of i started to be involved with safety and I focused on it more and more and then didn't realize until years later that I had a, I had a particular friend that had an opportunity available at a company that he was working at. And he said, hey, would you be interested in um, coming over and dealing with our safety program? And I really noticed at that time that that was something that I was interested in doing and really had developed a passion and a love for it, but had not dove in 100% on just focusing on that. And I guess really that was the big portion that allowed me to say, hey, this is what I want to do as my career, opposed to just focusing on how an operation was ran in regards of looking at numbers and things to that extent. Now that I don't look at numbers dealing with safety, but that's really what was the driving force in regards of getting that started. The next question comes about from Dorcas A., and she's from Huntsville, Alabama. Her question is, can all industries apply human performance program? That's where it gets interesting because human performance is not really a program. And some people call it human performance. Some people call it human and organizational performance. And I guess it really just depends on what camp you're in. Pretty much safety differently. It all falls into the same category. Now, in my opinion, Human performance or human organizational performance is really not a program. It is more of a philosophy and a theory, and it's something that you can actually dive into inside of your company in regards of how some changes would take place and how you would develop those changes within your organization. It's not like how a lot of the behavior-based safety programs were, where you kind of looked at it and went from the standpoint of, I'm going to develop this program or implement this program. And then we have these particular phases that we go through. And this is how you can see how the program is built. And with human and organizational performance, the way that it works is you're really developing a whole different culture inside of the organization. So I don't look at it as in a program. So I really can't answer your question in regards of can it be involved into all aspects or can it be involved in all industries? It would really apply a a theory and a philosophy inside of an organization. Yes, I do believe that you can apply it to the majority of organizations, but I also look at it from the standpoint that you have to understand that it's not truly a program per se. I just don't want you to think that this is something where that you would go online, purchase a program, and then you would implement it inside of your organization. That's not how this works. There's really a lot more into it. If you really want to have a further discussion with it, you can feel free on actually sending me an email and we can go into much discussion on regards on how that would actually work. The following question comes from Lauren C. and she's from El Paso, Texas. I am a student at the University of Texas, El Paso. What coursework would you recommend taking as a major for safety? Well, I have to tell you, the path that I went down was not really per se safety when I really started doing uh, my whole and in dive into getting in involved with this. 
my original degree was in radio broadcasting or in broadcasting just in general. So it really depends on what you're looking to or what you're looking for, because what you're going to have to determine is, are you wanting to go into the engineering side? Are you wanting to go into the psychology side of safety? Is it industrial? Is is it really the what aspects are you looking into? I would really encourage you to look into what is available at the University of Texas, El Paso, and really just dive in from that perspective. It's just interesting on how some coursework are now available for going into engineering and going into the safety side of the business. And I've ran into a lot of people that they have a degree in safety engineering um, or environmental safety and health. So it just really depends on what you're looking for and what your career goals are in the long run. I will tell you that I took a very interesting path on how I came about in getting involved in safety. A lot of my university and college stuff was not really truly related to safety per se, but it was just interesting that in the long run, once it was all said and done, how everything did tie into safety per se without really knowing at that time. I never thought a radio degree would actually tie into it. Never really thought anything related in psychology would tie into it. But in the long run, it all did fit together, um, especially the radio thing dealing with the podcast here. And then psychology really has tied into a lot of the aspects of what I do from a safety standpoint on a day in day out basis with the different organizations that I get to interact with. Next question comes from Samantha J from Rose City, Michigan. Are you available for consulting and keynote speeches? That's a good question. Um, Yes, I am available for that. We do most of our work through a company called Safety Focus Moment, which I normally mention at the very beginning of the podcast. And if you're interested in any kind of keynote or anything related to consulting, you would actually just go to safetyfocusmoment.com and that's safetyfocusmoment.com and they're able to let you know exactly what we do, how we go about doing, doing any kind of interaction with your organization and how we would, how we normally go about looking at the culture that's there and then anything that you would want to implement or what actual programs you'd be looking for. But like I said, you would go to safetyfocusmoment.com and that would actually give you any kind of answers that would be related to there. Or you could actually just fill out the email form that I think that's listed on the website and they will reach back to you and we can determine what needs to be done. That's a very interesting question. I, I I don't think we really funneled that one through real quick, but interesting that that was brought up. Next question comes from James M. from Oakdale, California. I have an OSHA 30 card. Is there a value to having an OSHA 500 card in your opinion? This is really going to boil down to what exactly you're looking on doing and what industry you're in. Of course, a lot of people say that knowledge is power. And of course, having more information related to the OSHA 500 aspect Having more information dealing with OSHA is probably not a bad thing, but it really depends on what organization you're in and what in kind of environment and industry you're tied into. I personally do not have an OSHA 500 card. I do have an OSHA 30 card. Don't hold it against me. I just haven't really just invested the time me personally in regards of doing it. But I really think that it depends on what industry you're in. 
If you're in the refinery, if you're in the power industry, if, if you're in the mining industry, I think that these are all places where it would not hurt to have an OSHA 500 card. And like I said earlier, having a lot of that knowledge is one of those things that would probably better suit you in the long run, opposed to just having the OSHA 30 card. OSHA 30 card is a good start, but an OSHA 500 card normally references that you're a subject matter expert um, in that particular regards because of how much time you've actually invested in it. in it. And as the taping of this particular podcast, there's not really a lot of people that have the OSHA 500 card. So I don't think that it could hurt you for her getting involved or actually getting a hold of an OSHA 500 card. Here's the next question. This one comes from Henry G from Mount Juliet, Tennessee. What is the last three non-safety books that you've read? Well, that's an interesting question because most of the books that I do read are related to safety. Uh, The last book or the last few books that I have read that were not related to safety will be pretty interesting. The last one that I read was titled, let me see, what was it titled? It was titled Nitro, The Incredible Rise and the Collapse of Ted Turner's WCW by Guy Evans. Yes, that is a book of something that I was pretty interested in when I was much younger, um, dealt with what they called professional wrestling. And that's what that particular book was about. It was a book that actually came out back in July, I believe, of this year. And somebody had recommended it to me. So I did read that one. It was a pretty interesting book if you're into into wrestling. And I know some people will probably like look down at that. But that was one of the books that I've recently read that was non-safety. After that, I would probably have to say... Another book that I've read is a book called My Big Toe, The Complete Trilogy. And that is by Thomas Campbell. That's a very interesting book. It's written from a NASA physicist. And I will just tell you that the toe portion stands for My Big Theory of Everything. If you are looking for an interesting read, that is definitely a, a pretty good book. It's a very thick book. I'll reference that too. And it is written as a standard college textbook. So if you do decide to go ahead and read that one, um, that one will be a very interesting read for you in the long run. And then I guess the last book that I could reference that I've read non-safety related was called Primal Endurance by Mark Sisson. And it was just really talking about body physiology and how you can change it in regards of what you eat, doing certain workouts, limited workouts, and how that would actually work in the long run. It's one of those books that... It's really amazing if you take a listen to it and if you do the audio version or if you read it in regards of the information that the gentleman gives you in regards of what he's done and how he was able to change his overall metabolism by what he was eating and how he did his workouts. Now, I know that you that this is a safety program, but I'm just referencing back to to the question that I was asked. And then the last question that I that I received was from a gentleman by the name of Scott S. And he's from Marshalltown, Iowa. He asked, who are your biggest influence in safety? Well, if I have to look at this, I, I have to say that I've had the privilege of meeting all three of my biggest influence in safety. Um, and I've actually interviewed them all here on this particular podcast, um, which is the which is the fun part about it. But the first person that I would have to say would be. Dr. E. Scott Geller. When I first started off within my safety career and was doing a lot of research, 
I would have to say that I looked at a lot of the stuff of Dr. Geller in regards of behavior-based safety, um, a lot of the stuff that he had done with the National Safety Council at the time. And it was just interesting just really hearing what he had to say and a lot of his aspects on how things worked. And just like in anything, um, as I really dove a little bit deeper into it, there were certain thoughts and changes in how my mentality worked in regards of what I thought about safety and how some of those programs worked. And then I had the great opportunity of meeting this gentleman by the name of Steve Sisson. Steve Sisson was somebody who I got to meet inside of my career. And I had the opportunity to be his understudy and work under him for a, a very short period of time, but a very insightful period of time within my career. And Steve really gave me a lot of guidance and showed me a lot of things and aspects dealing with safety, especially within the transportation industry that really let me know on what I might be lacking from the standpoint of just doing research, but really understanding on how it would be more applicable out into the field and how that would actually work. So Steve Sisson did play a big factor. And I would say that towards this little, you know, towards this latter part of my career currently, and not that I'm retiring anytime soon, but I do do a lot of research and I do a, a lot of reading in regards of the stuff that Dr. Todd Conklin does. And I've just been really impressed with a lot of the human and organizational performance aspects and how that has really changed the way that I thought about a lot of the things dealing with safety. The interesting part was that I had some thoughts dealing with how human and organizational performance should work. But at the time, I did not know that there was a name. I did not know that there was a title for it. I was just thinking, well, some of these things that I've done in the past have worked, but are they something that you could actually just work with long term? But then I was at a American Society of Safety Engineers at the time. And I know that now it's the American Society of Safety Professionals. And I was at a conference and I had the opportunity of hearing Dr. Todd Conklin speak. And he said some things that just kind of triggered my brain at the time. And it really tied into a lot of the stuff that I was already dealing with from the psychology, from the industrial and organization inside. And I looked at it and I go, wow, I did not realize that some of this information would be applicable when it comes to safety and how well they've been able to tie in a lot of the information. And just really doing some research, you know, after finding out about Dr. Conklin, about how the Department of Energy did a lot of the stuff dealing with human performance. And of course, he talks about that during the interview that we did a few months back at this point. But it was really interesting just taking, you know, this point of view of looking at Dr. Scotty Geller, looking at Steve Sisson, looking at Dr. Conklin, and just really tying in a lot of the information that they had provided to me. And just really looking at it and going, wow, this is what my aspect of safety will look like. And not that, you know, that I have, I'm on a different path than anybody else. But at the same time, when I looked at it, I was able to tie in the information that these three gentlemen gave me, plus my schooling, and be really able to tie in and go, this is the aspect of safety that I would like to move forward with and how it should look, at least within, you know, my mindset. And not saying, you know, that my version of safety is different than anybody else's or better than anybody else's or worse than anyone else's. It just... Safety is kind of a little bit different for everyone. Um, some companies will actually look at safety and say, hey, we need to manage X, Y, or Z. I just will say that those three gentlemen were the biggest influences, to, at least to my career. And I really looked at it from the standpoint of, hey, this is what I want to proceed forward with. So found it very interesting, really find them to be very influential to, to what I have done and, you know, what 
has really triggered my career per se. I will tell you if you have the opportunity of reading any of Scott Geller's books that he has written or any of the books that Dr. Todd Conklin um, has put out, they're very good in regards of the information that's there. At this point, at the, at the time of this recording, Steve Sittenson has not written any books, at least not that I know of, but that, of course, that's always subject to change. So like I said, that's going to be the last question that I'll be answering. I do appreciate you listening to Safety FM today. If you are listening to this episode today on the release date, which is the 9th of October, tomorrow, and that is Wednesday the 10th, we will be having a live keynote from Dr. Tim Ludwig, and that will be broadcasting live on safetyfm.live or at safetyfm.com, whichever one you choose to listen to. You can listen to the live keynote, and it's coming to you live on Safety FM. Now, keep in mind that Dr. Tim Ludwig is the host that we actually have on here from Insights into Your Safety Culture, and that is actually we stream that live on safetyfm.live and then safetyfm.com. I will tell you, we will be having someone else joining our network and I'll probably make reference to that here on our Friday episode, but I'll let you kind of simmer on that one till Friday and then we can discuss it on Friday on who will be joining our little family network here on safetyfm.live or on safetyfm.com. Anyways, thank you for listening. I have been your safety manager and host, Jay Allen, and until next time, be safe. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Join the fun, Join the fun on social media and find us on Facebook at Safety FM. SafetyFM.com So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now, that live streaming thing, and you don't know where to start or what to do? I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 440 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case, and you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.